Hello and welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast, the go-to Scottish NFL podcast made by Scottish NFL lovers for NFL lovers and, well, NFL haters and pretty much everybody else in between. I am your host, Danny McVeigh, and this is our first live review crew pod, and it comes just in time for the final week of the regular season. But before we get into all that action uh, and all the implications that came out in week 18, I've got to introduce you to the best crew of the year. I think this is the elite crew. So, right, first up, the one and only Stu Bell. We're on, I feel like we're on loads of pods together. Stu, how are you doing, mate? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. And I don't think we could ever be on enough pods together. Because I, I think we work quite well together, Danny. It's, this is the Pro Bowl group. That's this it. is us. We've all been selected to the first Pro Bowl team. <laughs> the, the Silver Foxes unite. <laughs> Shimmer. Highlights there. Right. Next up is the brownest of brown fans. The one, the only, Brian Dolan. How are you doing, mate? Well, I'm doing very well. Very well, Danny, because... As, as you can now see, I've actually got the brown braces on and I've got them uh, But as, as we can see, and it's a very you know, careful, oh, wrong hand, mirror, ah! As we have in the background, the wonderfully shiny glory of my, not not only not only one championship belt, not, not one gentleman, retained, retained the, championship belt. Is that the one with the asterisk next to it? Hey, you can put as many asterisks in there as you want. Hey, listen, I even ran the numbers, and even if we had put the Bengals scorers in from this week and uh, Josh Allen in from this week, I would still have won by forty points. So I'm I'm deleting that asterisk and enjoying the moment in the sun, boys. I, I still think we should have ran the ran the thing on Madden, like just done the simulated the Bengals Bills game, just to see what happens. Is that a Dawson Knox and something like seven Bengals to play? Four. Four. <laughs> five. I thought it was five. <laughs> no, right. five. McPherson, Mixon, three wide receivers, Boyd, Chase, Higgins. Ah, but one of them one of them left after like three snaps, so you had four. What a homer. <laughs> right. We'll go on the asterisks soon, studs, right? Because uh we're, we're we'll talk about the number one seed in the FC. But <laughs> I've not introduced you, sorry. Last but not least, the super sub, Stud Sterling. <laughs> That was a nice bit of alliteration for going live. That was not too bad. Managed to nail it. It's happening, mate. Oh, not bad. Hold on, I think Stud was turning into a robot, is he? Yeah, Stud just became a cyborg. This is why you know you can never you can never trust Kansas City fans. You can never ever trust them. This is this is how Skynet starts. And this is also how this, this is, is how live podcasting goes as well. Like, <laughs> he's just stealing his neighbour's Wi-Fi. Pay for your rain studs. <laughs> I, I've, I've got the Ethernet cable added everything, so it's, it's definitely not the Wi-Fi. Straight, uh, it's the neighbour's Wi-Fi. It's the neighbour's problem is you're running the Ethernet cable <laughs> 400 yards for another house. <laughs> well, Mine take their bins out for them, right? <laughs> right. Well, see, that's pretty fitting, right? Because I was just about to make an apology for the sound quality in last week's show, right? Given the fact, you know, we're still working out all these wee technical gremlins, as you can see. Uh, but I was going to say it was all got to be peachy from now on, but then Studs shows up and uh, I August in the tubes again. So well done, Studs. Right, let's move on. We've introduced ourselves enough. 
Right, we'll get straight into the, the kick-off question for the week, right? It's Black Monday, NFL coaching carousel is way underway. We've got quite a bit of that we'll talk about later on. But so far, through what I can gather, and this might change as we're middle of recording this, but we've got the Broncos, the Cardinals, the Texans, the Panthers, and the Colts all looking for a new head coach. Lads, put yourself in a head coach's position, right? Just imagine you're Andy Reid, Sean Payton, Zach Taylor, Kevin Stefanski, whoever it may be, right? Imagine you're one of the guys, but you've not got a job, right? So out of those five, what team would you be most interested in? And taking over and why and what one would you completely body swerve what one you had nothing to do with so right I'll oh, chuck that... it to you no I'm going to stew first that's what you're, you're <laughs> punished it's your punishment <laughs> for having dodgy wi-fi <laughs> it's the dodgy wi-fi it's my uh it's my macbook decided to crap out that's it's the problem is having a nine-year-old laptop probably an apple <laughs> product aye I mean it works it works well until well, they're nine well, years old and then well. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, if I was going to take any team, um, looking at the list, I'm probably going to take the least sexy option. And I'm going to say I will take the Houston Texans job. What? It's that, pre- so, it, live confirmed on air, Stu loves BDSM. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I've got, let's, let's take out, oh, you're a Browns fan, you should be able to separate. I'm, like, listen, uh, <laughs> there's whips and stuff in the other room, mate. Join the club. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> my, reason, my reasoning is, um, apart from the BDSM and the owners uh, probably <laughs> indulging to Sean in some of that, like in letting him away with uh, it until he wanted to leave, then it became... But anyway, we'll get into that another time. Um, uh, yeah, my reasoning is... That one, that. Yeah, Houston Texans have the most draft picks available to them in uh, this year's draft, although if I'm the coach, I'm not the one making the picks but I'm going to hope that my GM is savvy enough to be picking good players. They've also got, I think they're in the top five or at least the top six teams in terms of cap space available to them, available to them for next season as well and moving forward. So I feel that Houston actually have like a kind of pretty good setup like available in terms of what they can build. So if I'm coming in as a coach that wants to do like a Zach Taylor type job with the Bengals, which is like walk in, whilst they're in this rebound or at the bottom end of the rebound and about to head up, uh, now is a good time. And also the other thing is, is the South's kind of, apart from Jacksonville, seems to be in a bit of flux anyway. The Titans are falling off a bit. They don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. There's some rumours that Tannehill's maybe maybe pretty banged up and he's getting a little bit older. Done. And the, the Colts are <laughs> obviously one of the other head coaching job options. And I just, as much as, yeah, they have a, decent O-line when they're healthy and have some weapons there, I think I would rather just uh, go for the Texans and build from complete scratch and see what I can do there. Right, and who are you body swerving? Broncos. That's fair. Um, Let's ride! Like, <laughs> yeah, that's ride. Absolutely nowhere near it. Yeah, nothing, <laughs> Let's ride! Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> right, far, far away. I mean, nothing against Russell Wilson, but um, yeah, I just thought He's a pain in the arse. Uh, I don't want to have to deal with that dressing room where it's clear that they aren't getting on. And he's there. He's on big money. Cutting him isn't an option. And you're also in a division with the Chiefs who don't go away. The Chargers, who should be better next year. And the Raiders, Mm. once they get Tom Brady. (laughs) (laughs) When it happens. (laughs) When it happens. Or Jimmy G, one of the two. (laughs) Why not both? 
Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> that's me. So I'm definitely I'm taking the Texans. Body swerving the Broncos. Right. Who's next up? Who wants it? Right. I'll go for that. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna go Colts. I'd go with the Colts. Uh, so as a rule, reasonably solid organization. Um, they are what fourth overall in the draft coming up. So decent moves that they can make in the draft. Um, and to be fair, I'm going to shamelessly steal one of those points because it is a good one. Um, being in that division makes life a lot easier. Um, and I'll be honest, I would much rather be playing the Texans than playing for the Texans. Um, so yeah, and again, I love the weapons. As much as Pittman stung me terribly and I had so many fantasy shares of him this year um, and he really didn't live up to it, uh, he is a talent. You know what I mean? Um, they've got talent in most of their skill positions. Uh, so yeah, no, I would, I would roll the Colts. Um, my big my big body swerve as tempting as it is to copy Stu and go with the Broncos uh, I'm going to say Texans I just think it's a tire fan I think <laughs> as, a, as a Browns fan as a Browns fan I can spot a failure of an organisation when I see one <laughs> um, speaking from I, I, purely experience yeah. speaking from pure experience I think that's I don't it's you know how many times do we hear it with teams like the Browns you know I mean look at us for well, I suppose next season will be the judge. But all the chats, you know, the Browns are they're a quarterback away. Denver, a quarterback away. Brian, you've These won problems the problems go way, way deeper than any one player on the team. Brian, the Browns have won the off season something like four or five years in a row. Fantastic. It's great winning that off season championship. Yeah, fine, absolutely. <laughs> right, Every studs. The AFC went west, apart from the Chiefs won the off-season last year, apparently. The Chiefs Aye. were finishing fourth, according to some pundits. <laughs> um, Aye, right, for me... <laughs> for me and Bra- Brian's absolutely stole my answer, you know, but I was going to go with the Colts. Um, <laughs> just go You can go with Colts, on you go. Come on, I want to hear it. Like, no, nah, listen, nah, I'll, I'll no, no steal Brian's answer. I'll be different. I will go the Cardinals. Purely because if I'm going to get to draft in that mansion that Cliff Kingsbury was getting to draft in, and then <laughs> if you're getting all these supermodels <laughs> coming, coming <laughs> into the games, I'm absolutely not going to Nothing to do with the fact that you've got Kyle as your quarterback. Nah. It's not even a nice bathroom. Studs, how are you at Call of Duty? Hi. <laughs> Hey, hey. I still went Cardinals. I'm, 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 I do love a bit of cod, actually. That's a good shout. Me and Tyler could sit in, the, sit in my, in my I you mean, Do you mean the game or the fish? Because, I mean, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What, what day are we? Oh, no, it's no Friday. Only fish on a Friday. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love a fish supper. <laughs> um, but, nah, in all seriousness, Cardinals, I don't think, are as bad as... I think they were a poorly coached team, if I'm being brutally honest. Kyler Murray, he has a talent, there's no denying it. You see like that that two-point conversion that he had against the Raiders early in the season, that was frightening how he managed to extend that play. He's got that improvisation in him. Um, game the year, year before, the, the touchdown pass against the Bills to win the game, he's got the deep arm as well. So you've certainly got a quarterback starting point there. And I, I just think... For me, I think they were poorly coached. So I would, I would go the Cardinals. Body swear for me is quite blatantly going to be the Denver Broncos. <laughs> 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 I need to be honest. But talking of um, 
not even tire fires, probably the stables going in fire. I would just absolutely <laughs> not go it's anywhere. All, near all Michelin Broncos. factory. Let's ride into the fire. <laughs> I, I am not taking head coach of a team where the quarterback has got more toilets than me. So let's be brutally honest about that. Not happening. <laughs> Fair big thing. Fair big enough. thing for me with the Broncos is going to be how much say Wilson has. You know, I mean, you walk in yeah. as a head coach, and are you really in charge of that team? Are you really in charge of that that offense? You know I mean? Well, I'll throw in my two bobs worth right since we're here. I'm going with the Panthers because I know fine well I'll probably get a ten year contract, get sacked a year later, and not <laughs> another game of life. And I'm lazy shit, so I don't mind that. I'm well up for that. So, and avoid. Is it is it not bankrupt? The boy. It was declaring bankruptcy. Was you know the Panthers owner? He's going to have smuggled away. He'll find some information. Allegedly. <laughs> so the key word, did it? Brian, Grant says, uh, crying leather hose in me. Hey, that's just, <laughs> it's not it's a pair, of, pair of the old braces. Yeah, I love it, but... It's always Oktoberfest for Brian. Way forward, man. <laughs> that's Right, well, let's crack on. When you're getting slagged off a Bears fan, you've got an issue. <sighs> <Okay>. <laughs> Right, the news. Right, let's crack on because we've got hundreds of stuff to talk about. Right, Black Monday, first news that sort of came out last night was Lovey Smith was fired head coach at Houston Texans. He had one season there. They finished 3-13-1, but what an ending. That was a great ending to finish your career. Absolutely (laughs) nailed them out the first overall pick. Uh, they keep doing that. The Texans love losing first overall hey, pick. You know what? You know what? Like, I don't know if you heard him talking after the game, but like, uh, I'm completely on his side because I'm guessing as well he probably knew he was getting fired anyway. He, it was. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a bit unfair because we all knew exactly what the Texans were going to be this year, and uh, his statement after the game was all about, "Look, yeah, we're a bad football team, and yeah, we've lost a lot of games this season, but of course I'm going to go for it." It doesn't matter about the draft pick. Like, how can you tell all these players who've like trained their entire lives? You train, you play to win, you try to do the best you possibly can in all situations. Oh, let's just try and lose this game so we get a better draft pick. He's like, I can't tell him to do that. That would ruin them mentally. So I sort of see his point, and mainly for his own pride in terms of you're firing me anyway. Screw you guys. I'm just going to try and do the best I can here. So I at least go out on a personal high note. The big thing to be fair as well is, you know, as much as we love just taking a mic out of Texas because they have been utterly woeful all year, these guys are still some of the absolute best in the world at their sport. Um, and you don't get to that level without being insanely competitive and wanting to do really, really well. And that's not something that if you're at that level of sport, you can just turn off. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. No, but... It's the Texans, though. They're a... <laughs> Cal McNair's just running them in the ground, doesn't he know what he's doing? Whether Casario lasts any longer, who knows? Uh, I, you know, what's this? I heard some... Is it true? I was trying to do the maths on it, but I was a bit busy. But uh, is this their fourth year and they're looking for their fourth head coach or something like that? It's just no uh, way to run an organisation. Cully last year, Lovey Smith this year. Couldn't tell you who it was before that. Was it no Bill yeah, O'Brien for the couple of years Brown. before that? Because he was uh, coaching for a couple of years. Right, moving on. We'll go into the next head coach sacking. Cliff Kingsbury done. Arizona Cardinals. We've already talked about it there. 
Yeah. Hardly a surprise. I guess the no the surprising thing about this one was the fact that they gave him that extension to 2027 just 10 months ago, which seemed daft at the time. Although they were showing signs of improvement, I don't think he did end to deserve an no. extension. No. Same way uh, Steve Klein, the general manager, who's also taking a step back for health reasons. But he finishes, Cliff finishes with a record of 28, 37 and 1. It's it's not great. It's, it's not awful I mean, either. It's not Urban Meyer huh. levels of shit or anything. But yeah. I mean, I do understand it's a it's a tough division uh, that they're in as well, and I mean it was. And as much as this year, Arizona were meant to be the ones that kicked on, and you were meant to see teams like San Francisco take a bit of a step back, uh, depending on Trey Lance's development. And obviously, he was injured, so you think, oh, there's a another window for them to come in. The Seahawks are meant to be crap. Uh, they were meant to walk their way into the playoffs just because of that. But in the end, even with all the injuries and uh, Brock McCordy being in at quarterback. Uh, you ended up with Arizona being the worst of the pile, and uh, well, maybe the Rams, but <laughs> it's arguable about which one's actually in a worse state kind of thing moving forward. But I would say it's we'll see how it goes in the off season because uh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff to happen with the Rams first. But yeah, it's a tough division, but I would still fancy they should have done better in in this time. They should have should have had a better win ratio, even just for games Stu, outside the division. Right? I've got a player code. Do you know what? There's a player called McCurdy that I've got in Retro Bowl right now. So it's just That's brilliant. Speaking of the Arizona Cardinals, let's just talk about some gaming. Uh, I know, but, but yeah. they they have had a bit of up and down season. The fact that they hop for the first six games, they've had significant injuries throughout. You know, processed. JJ Watts about to retire. They've had Kyler Murray. There's a new Call of Duty coming out, so he's obviously you know <laughs> that's, that's he, him, he's been told to hear him and his homework. Even all that sort of stuff was just a mess. That just set up their whole season, didn't it? All that I know. having to backtrack out of that four hours homework or whatever you to do a week or something you know it's just daft just a pillow run he's in his contract to make him Aye. actually do his job seems <laughs> a bit excessive it's <laughs> the thing I mean? that they then backtracked in that so like if they were that confident that Kittler had issues doing his homework then they should just have stuck to their guns and say, look, we back Kyler as a player, we think he's great, blah blah blah, but he's not doing some of the things we need him to do so that we can get the best out of him. But they Aye. totally bottled it and went, oh no sorry, oh that was a mistake. Yeah, right. Well, is, is the boy doing the work or not? And yeah. it looks at times like he's really not. But then again, it's, they've been broken all year. The whole Cardinals offense has been in and out and in and out with injuries all year. Yeah, it's not that. I mean, you're looking at what he's had four years. He's not made the playoffs once. He was meant to bring mm-hmm. in this whole air raid offense for college. Mm-hmm. It was going to be the next big thing in the NFL. You've seen stop-start for them. I mean, you've seen games where they've looked on offense, have looked brilliant, and then, as again, his record speaks for itself, you're seeing games where they're not looking that good. It's obviously a difficult jump, though. You know, we've seen it throughout the years with Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, Matt Rule. You know, the list goes on and on. There's not a lot of college head coaches make the jump and are successful straight away. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I was kind of saying, like, his record isn't great, but... For a college head coach to come in is actually one of the better ones. So Aye. we'll see what I'm right, Brian. I'm gonna give you one minute 
to what? start a rant. Okay, you ready? Don't worry, I'm timing it, right? So you've got one minute. I want you just to rant and get it off your chest. Brown sack, defensive coordinator, Joe Woods. Go. Yes! <laughs> no, like, that's a shame, right? Okay, that is a shame because he's been with the team for a while, you know what I mean? Servant to the club, all the rest of it. But our defence has been a mess on the inside. Um, you know, I was discussing this with some, some other Browns fans on social media. And it's one thing, if you're defensive player, it doesn't matter who they are, if they get beaten by a better player, you know what I mean? If you're up against JJ and he does you for speed, he does you for power, that happens. We've had blown schemes and blown coverages all year. That's not players. That's coaching. And it's been all season. We've had no run at all, all year. For a team that's meant to specialise in the run, we don't know how to defend it. Um, and as I say, the volume of absolute blown coverages that we've let happen, even at the weekend with Pickens, there was literally no one anywhere near him because it was just completely blown open. That's coaching. That's on Joe Woods. Um, not that the players aren't all blameless. <laughs> ah, damn it, too soon. The players aren't blameless, but it's good you thing do, he's gone. You were, you were doing well there. <laughs> Oh, there you go, I'm, I'm happy. I can. I feel better now. I feel better, thank right, you. Right, good, good, good. Right, that means that's perfect segue. We can now move into the games, right, because there was some absolute crackers come up this week. It was all really focused was on the playoff picture. So we'll do a bit of dive in the, the games, key games for the NFC first, and then we'll look at the FC games. Uh, so first up uh, was uh, the... Seahawks hosted the LA Rams. Uh, they basically knew that a win keeps them in the playoff hunt. Uh, Rams have been eliminated a while ago, so their time as reigning champs comes to a pretty miserable end. But overall, this was a pretty sloppy game, wasn't it? You know, it was, it was tied with 16-16. Myers doinked it for 46 yards in the final play of regulation. Uh, and it, to be honest, it didn't look like it was going to go to plan for the Hawks at all. Uh, but what a play by Quandry Diggs, intercepted Baker Mayfield in the middle of overtime. I think there was like five, six minutes left. Set up a Myers for a 32-yard field goal. Splits it down the middle. Seattle win 19-16. Brian, uh, wasn't he pretty, but the Seahawks got it done in the end. Yeah, they did. Um, it, it's been a wee bit indicative of the tail end of the Seahawks season. The Seahawks started so great. I think everybody loved the Seahawks at the start of the season. You know, I mean, the Geno fairy tale was fantastic. And then it, it came a bit unstuck and the offense started to really struggle. And that has kind of been par. Um, and yeah, as I say, the Rams have imploded. Now don't be wrong, they've had, you know, you lose players like Cooper Cup and it's going to have a big impact on you. Um, you, you know, I mean, they've lost big, big players all over the team. Um but even even without that, they've, they've really looked a shadow of the team that just a year ago picked up a ring. Um, even when they made the world's most sensible decision and brought Baker in um, to save their <laughs> season and lead them to the promised land. Uh, SOS Baker. SOS, listen, well, that's, that's a TV show I would watch. Seahawks fans uh, were absolutely loving them for that underthrown pass. It, oh, okay, it was a great play know. by Conrad Diggs, but that was a good that, play. Yeah. That, good. Was, that was so underthrown. How long was Van Jefferson waiting? <laughs> <laughs> He's still waiting now. Oh, are you still starting there? Yeah. <laughs> we did have a great night. We did have a great night. I think that's an understatement. 
We, we, but okay, let's get after Rams, right? Because they, they were putting the bin a while ago. We'll Aye. maybe talk about their defense and a couple of the players that actually come up and the ones that affected Gino, uh, considering that you pretty much started the game with an interception, Jalen Ramsey. And he's, and he's looked pretty shaky. Now, do you think that is what's causing the the, the shaky, uh, I don't know what you call it, form, I suppose, of the Seahawks in recent weeks? Because they have kind of limped here towards the end. I think they need to give a shout out to Gino, though. First and foremost, before we start slating him, he's. Here comes the bullshit sandwich, right? This is what we need well. This is what we need to improve. But, no, Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll add in some good stuff at the other side of it. If we start with the good stuff, do the shit, and then I'll. I'm just right looking up some numbers here. Hold on. Am I right in saying he's the season record holder for the Seahawks in passing yards? So he surpassed Russell yes. Wilson over the weekend. So let's give the guy some credit. For somebody yep. that was a career back, well, pretty much a career backup, mm-hmm. he was expected to, in a rebuilding season, he's done his job for the most part, right? He's hit, hit numbers that Russell Wilson couldn't hit in that offense. Um even when he had like, the Legion of Boom at the other side. So when I think he, you know, <laughs> what an extra game, right? Another Last asterisk game. in there, but let's just, anyway. Ian Seabold's going to be knackered. Aye, this is possibly <laughs> coming the asterisk show. Um, but aye, not. He, he has faltered, I think, in the latter half of the season, so I think that is going to cause you concern going into, um, getting into the playoffs. But again, taking it on the flip side, Tyler Lockett, who is an unbelievable weight and the guy is he's not so underrated. given it he's so, so underrated hundred so percent he's he's frightening when he's on the field and they lost him for a couple of games in that spell mm-hmm. as well so broken he's finger? back fit hand injury anyway yeah mm. his um, touch as line as... ass was unreal wasn't it just I, I don't know who was on the call for that one. Was it Mark Sanchez was on the call? But he just kept thinking about how tight the spiral was and how many revolutions <laughs> in the call. It's just like, yeah. One down. thing that's the thing we need to remember, but is that Lockett might be great and he is wildly undervalued, but he doesn't look anywhere near as good as DK we shut off. Nah, you're right. That's exactly what it was doing. But then Lockett didn't no, try and headbutt right. guys either. We helped <laughs> Very true. That is very true. It's a big, was, it's a big area of his game that's missing, actually. I've often what, said that about Lockett's game. He's missing that, you know, a little bit of a salt thrown in there what, just for good measure. One of the things I like about, or one of the main things I like about Lockett is he seems to be like one of the best receivers in the league at knowing when to go down or when to stay yes. in his feet and keep going and uh-huh. try and break the tackles. Because like sometimes he'll take the pass and he'll just go, it's fine, we're running the clock, I'm going to just hit the deck. Straight away, there's not sometimes there's not even a defender even really that close to him, but he knows he's got the first down, he knows they're in good field position, he just has good game awareness as well. Yeah, so, very intelligent player, yeah, he definitely yeah. is. It's kind of guy, it seems as if he's the kind of guy you'd love to have in your locker room as well. Aye. I think I think he's going yeah. to be a big locker room guy. Um, but I know very, very underrated, and I think him coming back to full health is only going to help Gino, um, on that front. Another thing that's going to help Gino is uh. A wee bit of late season resurgence again for Kenneth Walker. He went off in this one yeah. again, twenty nine yeah. carries, one hundred fourteen yards. They missed that, you know. He he broke out early doors, started to slow down a wee bit towards the middle half of the year. And if getting into the playoffs, if he can, that was a spoiler there. But you know, if he can really get his game back up, you know, that's got to help Gino a lot as well. Yeah. 
Right. Let's. Or I was just going to say one more thing on Gino, just to kind of say the, uh, to give him a little bit more of a boost in terms of seeing his play fell off. I think also with Lockett being out, um, their their role line had some issues as well over a little while, and the pass production, uh, the pass protection kind of really fell off. Mm. And that meant that people could key on the run game because they knew that Seahawks were relying more on Walker. So I think that sort of went hand in hand with when Walker dropped out. Oh, we've lost the host. Danny's gone. Right, this is all going to go terribly wrong now that we've lost Danny. <laughs> <laughs> right. Here we go. What a yeah. asylum. Anyway, hold on. I'll keep going with my, my point here. Go with your thought. I've, I've, I actually have the show I tend to here, thankfully. Yeah, but what was going to say? <laughs> oh, is, oh, Danny's back. Oh, he's Danny's back. back. Oh, no. And, and, that's oh, why the, and that's why the Patriots are the worst team that's ever existed <laughs> in the league. And we've all agreed. Anyway, oh, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just hitting the end of my Geno Smith thing, so... Anyway, I was just looking. Just looking at some, yeah. I'm just looking at some production stuff here. So, like, he's ended up like just in a a production sense, uh, pretty much tied with Tom Brady in terms of actual efficiency. And as we know, we'll probably get to Tom Brady later on because I'm guessing we're going to talk about that Bucks game as well as part of this. But uh, Tom Brady's stats for this year out of this world. <laughs> Forty-five-year-old <laughs> man still breaking records or whatever as well. Yeah, so. that later, right? Let's go anyway, Gino, Gino, Gino's as good as Brady. Yes, <laughs> it was there all along. We just never knew it. Right, <laughs> right. So that right. Move on to the next game. Next game we have up is the Lions at Green Bay. That Seahawks win basically eliminated the Lions. We know that they were officially out of playoff contention. So it was over at Green Bay at Lambeau Field. All they had to do was win, and they're in. Dan Campbell's Lions had to spoil the party. Aaron Rodgers intercepted by Kirby Joseph late in the fourth quarter. Basically let the Lions run out the clock. Won the game 2016, meaning the Packers missed the playoffs. What an absolute killer that one was. Stu, honestly, are you happy that the Packers have missed the playoffs. I'm a happy. I mean, I'm happy because I wanted the Lions to make it. Um, I'm unhappy because I thought it was going to be absolutely hilarious if Aaron Rodgers was to somehow squeeze his way in despite having a totally off year. But yeah, I'd, I'm. That's I'm going to say hilarious. That, that would have been absolutely <laughs> awful. Yeah, like I mean, on the on the whole though, yeah, I'm happy the Packers have missed out because just all year they were up and down, they were spluttering, they were misfiring. They weren't good to watch. Like even when Rogers was having good games, it just everything felt so broken and just discombobulated. Everyone was disconnected. Like in- sums up this game though, pretty much. Yeah, you're pretty much describing it. This, the whole season was could be summed up in this one performance. Yeah, but I think that. Used- oh, sorry, I was just going to say that interception, like uh, that Rogers threw at the end, like Carby Joseph. It, yeah. He had to go for it, but um, we knew it was coming, and that, for me, summed up Rogers' season. It's like, you know, he still got the arm and everything, but there was no separation, and there was no way that no, just trying the receiver was going to get it. Yep. And he's going to keep his hold, keep a hold on that jersey, so as it was uh, on Twitter, it's <laughs> been on Twitter all day, he's keeping I'm, hold on that jersey, so let the speculation commence. Let's ban. I, I, I'm getting no interest in talking about his future. A big travesty of that game is the fact that it wasn't on at the same time as the Seahawks. Why that? Why they scheduled those two games at separate times, I have no idea. So, so imagine how those Lions players would have felt. They don't know, they went out and put out a good show of themselves. Um, you know, what, they won the game and booted at Green Bay, but 
that's a fair point, though. You, you, the fact we we're just talking about there that the, the Seahawks game came down to a field goal, and you know what kickers have been like this year, the total mm. hit and miss. And well, Miles was during the game. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, put on added pressure, say they're already getting worked in, by the way, the Lions are winning here. You know, mm-hmm. you need to go win. Is that added pressure then in that kick? I'm kind of glad it was prime time, though, because the who doesn't love watching the line? Who doesn't love watching Aaron Rodgers lose playing time games? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, oh. God, love, poor Liam sat, sat at home listening to this region. <laughs> uh, uh, he's fizzing right now. Sick. <laughs> He had to be happy for Jamal Williams, though, because I, I don't know if you guys saw the interview with him. I was going to say, the game. Was, that yeah, was, was classic. Yeah. It's like listening to him, it's like, I've seen it this morning, and you're sitting listening to him, and you've got goosebumps, he's talking about his great-grandpa, and yeah. um, that's that, the next thing, and then all of a sudden, he just completely flips and starts shooting at the camera, it's like, yeah. don't, don't be writing this off, and going absolutely <laughs> ballistic, it was great, yeah. he but, just flips off. That was another two TDs for Jamal Williams, 17 Why? for the season, breaks Barry Sanders' franchise Barry for the season. Sanders! Asterix. He still tied it in, like, you know, <laughs> in the regular minute game, so that's still but something. I, but I thought between the two teams in this, though, was just the pure balls of Dan Campbell. Like, even the uh, final sort of play of the game, Fourth and one, you're in there, 20, 30 yards, you know, what did they do? Go for it and four one. It was a nine-yard pass to DJ Shark, iced the game, done. Not a lot of people would have went for that, you no. know, it just that, it's, somebody's play call that, in the fourth quarter was unreal. That's the thing, though. See if he's first interview and he's talking about biting kneecaps, he knew what he was going to do. There was no danger he was doing anything else other than go for it, and he wanted to Never win this game. They could have been one in what, 15 going into this game, he would have still went to go and spoil that party. And I think even <laughs> in hard knocks, you knew that this was going to be what you're looking at for this Lions team. It's going to, they want to win every game. Don't give a shit about a record, we want to win. But and they, were, they were fighting for him, you know, Brian, I don't know if you saw that that hooting ladder play, it was kind of, I think, two minutes left in the fourth quarter, where it was mm-hmm. the, the wee kind of, almost like a shovel pass to, I think it was Amon Rasson Brown, yeah. he just sort of bats it back to DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Swift. Yeah, so I think yeah. goes for like 14 yards. It was second and seven with two minutes left. Or something. You know, it's just like calling up these plays, just no fear whatsoever. It's just it's a, faith a in his joy. players. It's, at the end of the day, it's having faith in his players, faith in his team to go out and execute. Um, you know, I mean, the Lions have been fantastic all year. Uh, <laughs> they've been great. They've had serious struggles on defence. You know, they've really struggled on defence, but they've not been the bottom defence in the, the league. They're like bottom third, I think. Uh, but well, offense have been electric. Um, and it, it just shows that he does it. On the offensive side of the ball, he's got such faith in every one of those players to go out and execute. And, you know, you need to give huge credit to, you know, everybody's favorite quarterback to take a kick at, Jared Goff. What a year. You know I mean? He's came out. Who would have ever projected Jared Goff to have the year he's had this year? You know I mean? He's played absolutely lights he, out most he, of the he's year. Had- he had that deep ball, I think it was like a 40 odd yard pass to, I was going to say Reynolds, but it wasn't Reynolds. Uh, they set up uh, Raymond. The, Can Raymond. Raymond. That's yeah. the one, yep. What a ball, you know, it was, he's got it in his locker, it's just, it's just a wee bit robotic, did, a bit wooden. And, did you see Goff's interview? Did you see Goff's interview after the game, which uh, there was a very thinly veiled swipe at the LA Rams in their fan base? And there, um, 
when he, <laughs> he basically asked him um, how he how he was enjoying Detroit and how he's took it into his, into his heart and things like that. He's like, how mm-hmm. could you not? He's like, look at these fans, they're still here. I've never had this before. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> after, after all the swipes early had him sending them the other way, no good enough, even though he took them to a Super Bowl, I thought that was a, a, a very um, intent comment, shall we say. So just, right. just to, to wrap up the golf really, really briefly, just since I'm, I'm really a golf loving, I mean, he, he's finished the year sixth in passing yards, tied fifth in touchdowns, tied eighth for interceptions, and tied fifth for QBR. He's had an absolutely brilliant year. And it's so, Jared Goff. So what do you do with him though? Well, I guess we'll come on to this in the off-season stuff, but like, do you sign him up? Do you make him your QB1? And but the, since the, they have the Rams number six pick, I think mm-hmm. they're yeah. at. Yeah. You know, that's a good position to be in as well. Like, or do you, do, you, do you draft a QB? Do you keep golf uh, for another couple of years and let somebody sit behind if you ain't got promise? I, I think if you, if you have a QB... Somewhere, I wouldn't be going for one of the top two, like Stroud or Young or uh, whoever it is that's up at the top of the. I have this is weird for me as a Bengals fan, like, I, I'm still not used to not having <laughs> an absolute awareness of the entire <laughs> draft. Can I, you know, the, the, the predicted draft players at this time of year? Usually, I've been buried in it like for the last like month, but anywho, I digress. Point is, is I don't think Detroit should draft a quarterback high. If they have somebody they have their eye on that they think they can maybe mould and take like a second round or a third round pick on, go with that. And then I would keep Goff, uh, sign him yeah. up for, you know, his, his contract's not huge. So, I mean, why would you, or it's not like out of this world for a starting quarterback. So why wouldn't you try and extend him? He obviously wants to be there. He works well with the team. He seems to fit in there. And yeah, he's a bit robotic, but there's nothing wrong with that. It's kind of like Jimmy G in San Fran, like over the last few years where, there's, yeah, there's better quarterbacks than Jimmy G, but Jimmy G's not a bad quarterback and he'll definitely drive your bus hmm. for you and keep you going in the right direction. Right. A few more things I want to bring up for this game. Just as a point, did you see Amon Raz catch with his legs? That was up yeah, there. The, that. Yeah. that, that yeah. was like the helmet catch or something like that. He's rolling about and it's managed to stuck behind his knees and think that. That was a great catch. Uh, it's not all bad news for Green Bay. They have an absolute star in Watson. I think everybody's in agreement there. He finally, yeah. you could really see the chemistry there with Rodgers, and whether Rodgers is there next year, we'll see. But he is an absolute star. Finished this one with five receptions for 104 yards. He, he's got to be a massive player for them. I think he's got to make a lot of fans forget the name Devontae Adams uh, going forward. And biggest arsehole of the week, Quee Walker decides yeah. that he's going to try and push a trainer. After the week that we've had, that what a bam pot. Just, Crazy. What's he doing? You know, I saw he'd apologise today, but I mean, it's one of those things where you still did it. You've got a history of making stupid, stupid errors. I, on, I don't even buy his apology. Don't buy it. I, have, you seen, have you seen the clip of him going down the tunnel? Oh, I've not done anything. Yeah, like, I, I did nothing child. wrong. Yeah. It's an absolute right. win. Nah, he is he's sorry he's been caught. He's not sorry <laughs> about what he's done. That is like a win. I mean, uh, at the same time this year as well. You know, that, that's poor in your rookie season. Yeah. yeah. I will I, I will I'll, I'll query him being thingy of the week though. Um I'm gonna level that one square at Steelers. Aye. I thought we were going to get to that, like the we're going to get to that, right? That's another uh, spoiler, right? We'll get to that one. Right? We, we can get our, our, our rage out there, right? Uh, 
Right, let's move on. The AFC Saturday night battle. It was the AFC South. It was basically a winning in for both teams. Mm-hmm. Eight and eight Jacksonville traveled to Tennessee, take on the seven and nine Titans. What was it five minutes left in the fourth quarter? Titans were 16 13 up. And mm-hmm. I checked this out, they had a 73.5% chance of winning this game. However, the interception. Hi. <laughs> Rishon Jenkins, Josh Allen, they had other, and that Jaguars D had other ideas. Strips, uh, Rishon Jenkins, strip shack. Strip shack? Strip shack. Strip shack. Strip shack. Yeah, strip shack. Strip shack. In case anybody wondered what it would be like if Sean Connery coming to the NFL. It would have Jacksonville. 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 I don't have a franchise in Jacksonville. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I, apparently I. Alan took it for a touchdown. He went to the house and it went... 2016. <laughs> we descended into chaos here. 16, 2016. Uh, to the Jags, they held on, they won the game. Studs, did you get a chance to watch this one? And what do you make of the Jags? I, I did. I stayed up, and watched this one. I was watching the the game before more intently, um, and then a bottle of wine and a couple of a couple of beers deep got me through this one. Uh, to be honest. This, this this season with the Jags, they've been fun to watch. They really have. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that on Saturday, and I think it took them until sort of what, midway through the second half to actually kind of start going on coffee. Did realise they were playing a title game? I it was it was basically as if wait a minute here we've realised we need to actually do something here. I mean the running game was utter dog shit, right? No, yeah. granted Tennessee's run defence is as good. Um, I do one you, you carry then of 19 total yards rushing. I mean, <laughs> there's good and there's good. Travis Etienne's been a stud the last two, three months, um, pretty much on average. 17 yards. But what, what was going on? It was just yeah. it was non-existent. Um so if I'm the if I'm the Jags, there is a little bit of worry in, in this one. But I think you've got a competent coach in Doug Peterson. Uh, straight off the Andy Reid cheeseburger coaching tree, and um, I, I think, I think he he knows what he's doing. So I would have a bit of faith in Doug Peterson, uh, to be honest. But I would be concerned about that run, that run game, especially coming up against one of the worst run defenses this week. So you want to get that run game going. It's one of these ones. Do they need uh, your change, your traditional change of pace back? Do you know what I mean? Is that what they need in there? Because you know, hasty <laughs> isn't hasty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not. Um, Eti, you know, Etienne is great. He was obviously not getting anywhere. You know, that was it was never going to be his night. It didn't matter what you wanted to do. It wasn't going to happen. Um, they needed something else to try and establish the run. Now, be well. What did they get? What did they have passing at the end? Two hundred twelve yards. Um, Two hundred. Uh, they've got something going through the air at least, but it's it's a 2016 game. You know, I mean, it's not like he's lighting them up with big deep passes or the middle either. Um, I, I've got a lot of time for the Jags. I've really enjoyed watching the Jags this year. There is obviously still a few pieces missing for that team, though. 
is this no still though a good sign there, a good team? The fact that you can't just keep on winning blowouts. Like even you know, I'm thinking back to like the 2007 Patriots and stuff. You know, they yeah. didn't blow out every every game. You know, sometimes you've got to have these hard fought struggles. You need your defense to step up in a big way. Obviously, you know, as I say, Rishon Jenkins and Josh Allen have been absolute standouts in defense this year for uh, Jacksonville. They're they're playing well. You know, they, they just you need. You know, you need many tools in your toolbox to do get the job done. Is this actually a good sign that they can win in several ways? Um, I would say that, like for me, like that's one of the the big kind of plus points with the Jags this year. As the seasons went on, has been the defense has mm. drastically improved from where they were at the start of the season. Um, and yeah, they were able to carry them against the Titans, who are banged up and missing people. Yeah, Derek Henry was back in. And he had, I know we were talking about it in the group chat as we were saying like, early on in the game, it looked like he was having a lot of tough sledding. But I mean, what was his final yardage? 107 yards, I think. 107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107107
Keenan Allen, probably one of the best slot receivers in the league, one of the best possession receivers in the league. You give mm-hmm. those three guys 36 minutes in possession and you give up that much <laughs> of a disparity, I don't care how bad the Chargers' defence is, the Chargers are beating you. Yeah, so for me, they need to figure that out. They're running the ball so much, though. Yeah. You know, they're just running the ball, keeping possession, running down the clock. I mean, yeah, right. That's what happens when you get better than 30 carries. Yeah. But then... Oh. Oh, Eckler will be able to, for me, Eckler, as I said, good running back in there as well. The Chargers could go down the same route for them. Mm. Don't get me wrong, as a play caller, I trust Doug Peterson more than I trust Brandon Staley. Mm. But I, I, as I say, I do, I, I could talk myself either way in the Chargers and Jags game. I really could. Right, we'll move on, though, right? Jag, <laughs> Jags can say it. Well, yeah. we'll uh, unfortunately discuss this next game. You know, since the Jags sealed number fourth uh, in the AFC, that fourth seed, seven seeds up for grabs, and come 6 p.m. Sunday, it was basically the Patriots were in the driving seat. They were eight and eight. Basically, all they know do, all you've got to do is beat the Bills yep. in Orchard Park. <laughs> That's all. Only the only and, the Bills, and then you're in the postseason. It was always got a bit of emotional experience, you know. Obviously, uh, Demar Hamlin events mm-hmm. were all happened last week. You know, threes were out in force. A lot of emotion about the place. And it just went off and won, didn't it? That very first play, the stars aligned, nine hands. Stars aligned twice? Well, we'll come to that part, right? <laughs> mate. Don't give me spoilers just yet. Let's look ahead ourselves. Let's yeah. start with yard one first. But to be honest, you know, the Pats pretty much fought hard and they stuck around for a long, long time in this game, but just at the end weren't good enough. Special teams let them down and the Bills won this one, 35-23. Uh, yeah, what would you make of this one, Stu? Um, I mean, it didn't start very well for the Pats, <laughs> did it? <laughs> it's the yeah. main thing. So I think it was kind of written in the stars right from the word go. Uh, the Bills came into it, obviously, completely fired up. Hines returns that first touchdown. Um, yeah, for the the Pats, though, you know, to be fair to them, they did put up a kind of pretty good performance. I thought Matt Jones was excellent. That The touchdown toss for your first score uh, when yep. you were keeping it tight, that was absolutely excellent. Yep, yep. The thing, and then you obviously had the interception before halftime. Because, I mean, was it, what was the score at halftime? Uh, Still, I think it was 14-14. 14 yeah, it was. So it was tied going in at the half. So you look yeah. at that and go, if you're Belichick in the patch, you're thinking, you know what? We've, we're hanging in here. We've got a chance. We've been doing damage to them. Josh Allen's thrown an interception already. You know, we've maybe got a shot here. And then I think second half starts was uh, they go up 30 or Pats go up 13 10 because they the, the field goal. Yeah. Then from kickoff, they return, you know, <laughs> kick the ball back to them. And here comes Hines again. And So, like from that point on, the Bills just seemed to be able to stretch it when they had to. And yeah, the Pats made it close again towards the end. Um, but I mean, I think it was the result we all knew was going to happen before the game. It was just down to how up for it would the Bills be? How shocked were they after the Hamlin incident? And, yeah. you know, was it going to throw them off their game plan? And it didn't. So the Pats went down. For the Pats, though, it's like I would say. Your play's been a bit up and down this year, but it's still... More down than up. More down than up, but <laughs> it's not like you're in a terrible place going into no. next season. So, you know, good draft, good free agency in the summer. Decide what you're going to do with your wide receivers. Push on from yeah. there. Aye, studs. It was always going to be a long shot. You know, the emotion, the, the, the Damar Hamlin stuff, you know, was always going to carry them through. And I'd say... 
bills seem to go a wee bit deflated after the which as a Patriots fan I don't like that word. But they, they, they did seem to go <laughs> a wee uh, they seem to go a wee bit flat after that kickoff. You know, like that offen- offensively they were they weren't they weren't particularly playing well, they weren't moving the ball well. Josh Allen didn't look his usual self. And then again the second kickoff return just seemed to spark them into life. All of a sudden Josh Allen's throwing bombs to Smokey Joe. Smokey Joe, uh, Brown, John, John Brown, John Brown, and their uh, Stefan Diggs, and really kicked him into life. And that's to me that seemed to that was the team that that's that playoff or Super Bowl contender sort of team. Yeah. There, do you think that was studs the what they needed? Do you think that it was always going to happen? They were going to have a bit of a lull just as emotions kind of ran at them and then kind of sparked them into life. I, I don't know how you could have an emotional response. To, yeah. to this game, considering what those guys had went through in the Monday night. Um, and as much as I was, and I'll be open about this, rooting for the Patriots to win, because it would remove that asterisk as we were talking before on the Chiefs <laughs> number one scene. <laughs> but I, it's, I don't know how you could have an emotional response. And for it, for the opening touchdown to be that kickoff return yeah. was just, it was, it was lovely to see. Do you know what I mean? And then listening to Josh Allen's interview as well. Um, and I think he'd mentioned something about it being three months, where was it, three three years and three months or something. There's, there's a link to the three um, for something that happened in this game. Three years and three months. Three years and three months. kick-off return. That's, there wow. we go. And it was just, the stars definitely aligned for them. I do think the, the nine hands, the second one, the 102 one, um, decided to go a couple of extra yards just to really piss on the Pats for him, but, um, <laughs> We may say in the middle. <laughs> just, to, just to make it a wee bit harder, it wasn't easy enough. I'm going to come for the end zone this time instead of coming for the, the five, but I, I think those, I think you actually, it might have been you, I can't remember if it was your scud in our chat, actually says Pats beating the Pats. And I think yeah, when I was the last time you can honestly yeah. say that the special teams in the New England Patriots have let them, let them down? Ranked yeah. uh, apparently 32nd in DVOA this year, which wow. again, it, it, honestly, I've never seen a team punt as bad. There's punt coverage, absolutely everything. Kicking's not kicking's been okay, folks. Folks been okay, but yeah, this this team. I, w- I was actually really keen because defensively we played well in this game. Mac was throwing the ball a bit, you know. He'd you know found Jacoby Myers with that lovely toe tap at the back of the end zone. It's like, oh, that okay. was beautiful, yeah. lovely. This is this is getting a wee bit more interesting. This is the team I'm home to see. But again, just three phases of ball. We just can't even bring them together for one solid game. There's always one part that's letting us down. If it's not the offense, the defense, maybe cough up some plays. So I, as I say, I'm as a Pats fan. You always want to see a team win, but I'm kind of glad this team's in the bin, and I don't really need to talk about them anymore because I just get all upset. And <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to watch yourself get the season. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right. So let's move on, right? Because there's no point talking about them. So the Pats, basically, if they were to get through, if they to get through, they were relying on the Steelers and the uh, Dolphins to lose. So next up, we'll look quickly at the Browns and Steelers uh, game. Basically... Do we need to? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> but we'll, we'll make it quick. Quickly, we'll make it we'll quick. Make it quick. <laughs> quick, quick, one, yeah. quick one. So the Pats losing, obviously, could set off this chain reaction of how the Steelers could actually get into the playoffs. Uh, all they mm-hmm. need to do is win, and the Jets to beat the Dolphins. A few weeks ago, this seemed completely unlikely, just given the events and the form, but 
you know, something changed. Don't know what Tomlin puts in their porridge in the morning, but you know, I want them all checked. I want them all <laughs> tested. It, it wouldn't be like the Steelers to have a steroids incident, uh, <laughs> would it? Sorry, man, back in the seventies there. But uh, but no, basically, Tom, Tomlin was sitting eight and eight. His non-losing season record was still intact. If he can just beat their AFC uh, North rivals and the Cleveland Browns, Browns were already eliminated for the playoffs contention, so they were just out to try and get one over those dirty Steelers. But Derek Watt, one yard run, punched it in. Deontay Johnson, two point conversion, basically sealed the twenty fourteen mm-hmm. win for the Steelers. Brian, got to come to you first. You obviously had a closer eye in this game than most. It was uh, mince. The I, I, game I, I, was mince. Can you? I'm kind of. Can you tell us for the Steelers' point of view about what they actually did well rather than the Browns and say the Browns were a little. right. You know, okay, fair, fair, fair question. Um, <laughs> The, well, I did the refs playing with them. Um, you know what I mean? It, it, it turns out if you just try and remove somebody's head entirely, that's okay. But um, give them that's fine. Uh, aye, well, um, the Steelers, to be fair, the Steelers, they, they did what the Steelers have been doing whenever they've got success. They, they lead from defense. Um, you know what I mean? They are, don't worry, our offense, particularly under Watson, hasn't been electric. Um, we are going through this weird thing at the minute where we seem to be really trying to lean on the pass to try and help him make his name. And the Steelers just went, absolutely crack on. You want to sit and try and pass through us? You go for it. We've got one of the best pass rushes in the league and we are just going to consistently leather you. And they did. You know, it was epitomised no better than, I can't remember what down it was, but there was a play where the Steelers got, not one, not two, but three pass rushers. All got to Watson all at the same time. Um, and you know, it's just, it was all of that. So the Steelers played their game really well. You know what I mean? What was the final sack total, Brian? Sack total? Uh, I'd need to check. Um, I seven. 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 It's not quite Carson Wentz nine at seven. Uh, or Burrow <laughs> last year in the playoffs. Aye. Well, there you go. There, there's, your, there's your stat then for you know the game. There's what the Steelers did well. It's what the Steelers do well. They are built from defence first. Yeah. Um, they have got... I'll, yeah, okay. Um, Kenny, Kenny Kenny, with the tiny hand. Um, he was okay. I mean, a couple, he had a couple of nice passes. He had a couple of really awkward ones as well. Um... The run game was fine. Harris was kind of we've. I find it hard to give Harris a huge amount of credit for last night purely because our Rundy is that bad. Um, that he did get a lot, of, but even against our Rundy, he still didn't manage to get over a hundred yards with twenty-three carries. So, but he did give one hundred and forty yards though. Russian yeah. combined, mm-hmm. I think yeah, it was. I, th- I thought Harris yeah. looked all right. Yeah. And, uh, he looked pretty fine. good, and I thought Warren looked good as well. I think he's yeah, he's, he's, gonna be a, good. he's gonna be a good like second punch for them. In terms of year. terms of players that look good in the game, uh, the the big story going home, and I was messaging about this begrudgingly. Um, it's got to be George Pickens. Um, doing right. yeah, I, I spoke about it earlier. We won't go with blown coverage and stuff again when we talked about Joe Woods. Um, you need to take those opportunities, but and that's one of the things that does make a good wide receiver a good wide receiver is they know when they've beat the defense and they know what to go for. It's like we were talking about with Lockett, they know what they can take and then run with it. And early days, you know what I mean? Rook, uh, first season or the rest of it, he looks good, he, he looks like he could be a, a bit of a special talent, as much as I hate saying that. Um, I'm- but yeah. 
I'm going to jump in with the statistic of the week. Oh, statistic, statistic of the week. Um, so yeah, so my statistic of the week is to do with another Steelers wide receiver who also thought had a pretty decent game. And from what I've seen of him, he's not still had a stats. Well, not according to the stats, but I mean, I think he's had a pretty decent season. Um, overall, but yeah, the stat is Deontay Johnson, uh, he had 86 catches this season and no touchdowns. Mm. So that's uh, now the most catches by a player in a single season in the NFL or in the history of the NFL without scoring a touchdown. So you've got to think that next year there's going to be a bit of a bounce up for Deontay well, Johnson. With an extra game. I'll say it before. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Asterix. So Jacoby, Jacoby Myers' uh, record stands undefeated. <laughs> well, I, don't have, I don't think his was a single season, but I think he went something like, almost like, was it 1,500 yards or 1,200 yards? Aye. Uh, even without a touchdown, which was mental. And then he got it against the Browns. Aye. From, oh. from Bright Hoyer of all people. Throwing you're you're oh, welcome. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll kind of move off of this one, but I agree. A couple of things to note, like I said, they are Tom 16 straight season without a, a losing record. The guy is just boo. That's oh, what, what a coach. That that is just, oh, he's that an incredible is. coach, he's fantastic, but boo. But I, mean I need to be happy about it. <laughs> but we've got a, a close runner up for Arsehole of the Week. Arsehole yep. of the, of the week. week. That should be a new. Um, We'll put that to Keith. Get, Keith get that as a jingle. <laughs> yes. Uh, the sack celebration from shark the, celebration. the shark celebration from the Steelers. <laughs> Decided to try and give a player CPR on the field. Yeah. Talk about That's absolute crumb death, man. Oh, I know. I know. And there's, there's That's... people making like, excuses. Oh, they've been doing that celebration. Like, I do not care. There is you no part of the sales. You... you don't. You like maybe maybe stop and think and go like, hold on, what are we about to do or what are we doing here? Oh, don't do it. <laughs> Even before the game, surely like the guys that have been doing that celebration, they kind of get against the night, look, boys, we're going to leather, we're going to leather Watson, we're going to sack him into infinity, but we, we kind of need to not do that this week. It's, it's no hard, bit, is it? It's got to be a level of common sense and it just that was not there. It was totally classless, totally unnecessary. Um, aye, I don't, don't think it needs any of time. No, right, let's move on. The final game we're going to cover. Jets at the Dolphins. Uh, this one, basically the Pats failing to win against Buffalo. <laughs> the Steelers comfortably dispatching the Browns. It was all in Miami to clinch that final spot. Uh, just need to beat the lowly New York Jets, uh, take that seven seed. But when two is still dealing with a concussion, Teddy B's dislocated his wee pinky. It was all on the shoulders of one Skylar Thompson to lead the Dolphins to postseason glory, but actually fell down to the leg of place kicker Jason Sanders and who nailed one for 50 yards with 18 seconds mm-hmm. left. Put the Dolphins in the lead. They went uh, 9 6 up and then a safety in the final play sealed at 11 6 to the Dolphins. They clinched the number seven seed. I don't why I spent too long in this game. It was a nah, lot of kicking. Was, not a lot let's, else let's not. It, it, it wasn't even good kicking. Like you know me, I'm a big fan nah. of kickers, but wow, yeah, this game was dross. Like I, I we all knew what was gonna happen just with like you say, Teddy being out, Tua being out, and the Jets also, you know, questionable quarterback play over the last few weeks as White was injured or had the rib injury. So it's we all knew that it was probably gonna be like this. 
And it was even worse than I thought it was, considering what was riding on the game. Um, so now the Dolphins limp into the postseason and they need to hope that either Tua is somehow okay to play or Teddy B's figure, uh, finger is surgically repaired enough that he can somehow throw a ball well, next we'll week. Let, but We'll let the review crew kind of deal with that one, but it's right. not sounding good right. for Tua anyway. You know, right. so the, the one I'll chuck in with this game, it's the only bit I've really got to add to this game. I'm going to say the whole the whole quarterback situation is a push for both teams, right? The Finns didn't have Tua. The Jets don't have any quarterbacks. Um, they seem to keep trying different ones and getting the same terrible results. Um, Super Bowl Joe Flacco. Yeah, well, the difference in this is, for me, is Brees Hall being out. <laughs> Brees Hall's the difference because you look at the, the Dolphins managed to rush for 162 yards. Um, passing yards, the, there's only nine yards between the two teams in favour of the Jets. Uh, and the Jets managed to rush for <gasps> 38 yards. Mm. There's a difference. for Bam, I think it was. Uh, yeah. So yeah. that's it. You know I mean? Well, but, how, so, uh, how much of the Jets season fell apart when Brees Hall got injured? Good. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we like just, to keep it. What's up, studs? Just, gotta, just want to raise a point that Tyreek Hill moving to the Dolphins, seven touchdowns on the season. Chiefs backup running back, Jet McKinnon. Nine. Get it round you, Tidy. Enjoy Miami. <laughs> <laughs> not that Studs is better in any way, shape, or form. That's a side Tidy helmet to be fair. I just wanted to bring that up the fact that the Chiefs backup running back had more touchdowns than Tidy down in Miami. <laughs> there you go. Earlier in the season, I bet you would be shining it if you were actually going to face them in the playoffs. Because well, uh, they were looting, they were rapid. Waddle, Hill, together, tandem looked unstoppable. They, you know, they brought in that. They had a fit tour. They looked okay. They had a fit tour. They were playing okay. No, okay. Armstead, for example, is injured in this. The roll line's been banged up, and they are literally limping into the postseason right. here. Which again, we'll let the review crew deal with that uh, on uh, Thursday night before the games, whenever that is. Yeah, I don't think there's too much else to say. That Miami finished the season nine and eight. They take number seven. Jets finish seven and ten. Looked a promising thing. Oh, the fuel wheels fell off. The only one thing I want to say about the Jets is since we're talking about rookie wide receivers, her studs, Garrett Wilson has got to go yeah, up there. Yeah. He's got to go Wilson up there. Prime. Good job. <laughs> the offensive rookie of the year talk. Uh, would they finish well about 1,100 yards or something like that? That's some going with the, the junk that's been thrown to him. Well, so, exactly. three quarterbacks thrown to him this year. So, three different quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Well, they're barely quarterbacks. They're playing the position, but it's not <laughs> 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 It's a bit of a uh, uh, right. 1,100 yards, four touchdowns. So, right. Solid rookie of the year. There we go. Right, let's go a bit around the league. A couple of games that were interesting. The main one, Colts Texans. This was a bit of shootout. Vikings were dispatching the Bears. So if the Colts, if the Texans won, Bears get number one seed. Texans go number two. 58 seconds left. I checked this one as well. With 58 seconds left, the Colts win probability was 97.3%. So, uh, yeah. Colts won. Thirty-two, <laughs> thirty-one. That was uh, that was some finish to that game. That was just nuts for something that's just a bit. Of, again, I keep going a tire. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
I think Lo- Lovey just stick the middle digit up and going for two at the end just absolutely made that game. Honestly, that he, I, I totally agree with Stu earlier on. He right. knew he was getting sacked and he's just double digit. Nah, screw <laughs> you guys. I'm taking. I'm leaving and I'm taking your first overall way, me. Ah, yep. Exactly. Yeah, fair play to him. It was a fun game, isn't it? Stu, yeah. right, we'll, we'll jump on to the next game. I'm sure there's a game you would like to talk about. I won't talk about it for too long, but yeah, the Bengals Ravens. Yeah, yeah, Bengals Ravens game. Um, my main thoughts on it are actually more to do with players that didn't play. Uh, obviously, the Bengals won, and we had a few guys injured in the process. That wasn't nice because that was part of that whole the NFL forcing the coin flip situation on us. Because <laughs> it would have been nice if we were declared division champs. It would have been nice just to be like, cool. Yeah, we've got the home game. We don't need to play. Ravens can rest their starters as well. It's just let whatever happens happen. Instead, we couldn't do that. We had to play our players. Kappa's now injured. We'll see how that goes next week. Um, but for the Ravens side of the ball, it was interesting to note that the uh, obviously Lamar was out again. Mm-hmm. It was interesting that Huntley wasn't available either. So I wonder if Lamar's already saying that he's not playing next week. And that's why they had to make sure Huntley was going to be okay. Because I still, I know I've been saying this for a few weeks on the pod, but I have the feeling that Lamar is worried about maybe getting further injured and then ruining his shot of free agency or getting a big contract with the Ravens. And every single time they lose a game without him playing, he can just keep going, I am your offense. You need to pay me. Look, you've not put up more than 16 or 20 points or whatever it is a game like since I've went out injured, like you're completely dependent on me. Mm-hmm. So, and if that's the case, that's fair. I mean, whether he suits up or not next week, we'll see what happens. I mean, either way, he's not played in a while, so, and he did have knee surgery, so I don't know if he's going to be the same Russian Lamar that we usually see, which means he's going to be relying on his arm. And for the Bengals, I think that kind of almost plays into our defense a little bit because we're we're pretty good in terms of pass coverage. So, that's my thoughts on the game. We won't we won't we don't need to talk about the game itself, but that's my thoughts bad. from next week. You might have to keep that to like two minutes, Stu. I'm impressed. I, I like the coin flip celebration. I will say that. No, that was very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well in mixing. <laughs> right. Let's jump on and have a wee look at the playoff picture, right? So just run through the FC first. We've got uh, Chiefs number one, Asterix. Uh, Asterix. With a bye. Anyway, uh, I'm nah, yeah, I'm I'm moving on. Neutral venue. Way. Neutral venue. Asterix shields her. Bills stealing the Arrowhead Invitational, maybe. Well, listen, yeah. the Dolphins might beat the Bills. Number two, Bills. Number three, Bills. Asterix, Bills. <laughs> number four, the Jaguars. Uh, number five, uh, the LA Chargers. Six, the Ravens. Seven, the Miami Dolphins, who we just said there. So let's just, why don't we take them, right? We'll look at each side the now. So, what, what do you think? Do you, do you guys agree the seven best teams for the FC made into the playoffs? Stu? I'll say yes. Um, the Dolphins have obviously fell apart, but if they were fully healthy, they make it into that top seven teams. The Titans were also guff this year, uh, so the Jaguars more than deserved to be in the conversation and be in the playoffs. Um, yeah, Bills, they should be in. So to me, yeah, the best teams made it. Steelers didn't deserve to be there, so I'm glad to see they they completely mm-hmm. crapped the bed and never made it, even though they won their last game. It's just every they definitely like, crapped the bed. They crapped, they crapped the bed <laughs> over the rest of the season. So yeah, yeah, best teams are in. Brian, I, you agreed. Think? Yeah, agreed. 
Um, delighted that the the Jags went through over the Titans. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I shamelessly just agree with Stu. I think is the the Dolphins are the the best team for their for their position. They, yeah, they're falling apart because of injuries and all the rest of it, but they are the best of, of that at that spot. Stud, anything contrary to add to that? Or? The the one that screams out to me, right? My Miami obviously done well start the season injuries, blah blah blah. Right, fine, they're in. They've made it. The Ravens. I, I just don't want to watch the Ravens. I really don't. Um, I, I think they've been poor. They've second half of the season for Lamar's went out. They've limped into games. Um, they've scraped through games. I just, nah, I don't, I don't. But then I'm looking at the other teams available, and I'm like, who would I really say should make it in the instead of them? And I'm, I'm struggling. That's I to be, to be honest, I would rather watch the pay. I would rather watch the Patriots than that than that Ravens team. Because you know we'll do some daft like a lateral or gee up like a or something like that. So many laterals. Oh, here goes studs as well. 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 Oh, and who's getting sort of hot and cold at the same time? Now, we've probably answered probably the cold part, the Ravens, for example, but who do you think the dark horses are there? Uh, <laughs> Chargers. Really? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I could, I, I, would I be massively shocked if the Chargers wind up in the championship game? Not massively. That's why Studs left and I'm slagging his team. Um <laughs> He gets to listen back. I uh, yeah, no, I want to say Chargers, and then for the team, it's hot and cold, kind of cold as the Dolphins. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, cold as the Dolphins, and then hot. I, I don't know. I'm I'm going to say the Bills are the hot team. I, I see the Hamlin stuff really galvanizing mm. them as a team, and them really. You know, you don't need to do a single team talk with that team for the rest of the year. Do you know what I mean? You do. <laughs> I'm just all do, doing that. Uh, exactly. <laughs> you just just do walk about say we're doing we're doing it for we're doing it for number three. Done. Right, yeah. Stu, quickly, who's your dark horse for then for the FC? Dark horse. Uh I'm I'm gonna go the other way, despite saying that maybe Trevor Trevor Lawrence was nervous in that other match, and who knows what will happen when he hits the playoffs and is facing up against the rifle that is Justin Herbert. Um I'm gonna say the Jacksonville Jaguars, also for the same reason that I could see a world where they beat the Chiefs because the Chiefs have flattered to deceive this year. Like anytime they've come up against a good team in the FC, i.e. the Bills or the Bengals, they've lost. So I could see maybe the Jaguars get hot if they beat the Chargers, then they come in and uh, you know, then if they if they go up against the Chiefs, they could make it to the championship game. I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I still think they can't go that far, but for hot teams, yeah, the Bills are hot, and I think the Bengals are as well. And again, same thing. Our team seems to be rallying around this whole thing of the league was clearly all against us because why the hell did that coin flip thing go down? That when tough, they huh? they could, I mean, they could have made the situation okay just by going. You know what we're going to do? Any of these situations has to be a coin flip, not just oh well, if the Bengals are playing the Ravens and the Bengals lose then, uh, yeah, it's going to be a coin flip for who's the home game. So, you know, we've now won that game, so why isn't a coin flip between us and the Bills? 
Instead, we have to go to the Bills. Right, I'll quickly throw mine in then since Studs isn't here. Dark horses, yeah, I I think the Jags, I think everybody's in agreement there. They're really getting they're getting hot and they're going for it. But my hot team is the Bengals. I think they're really coming into well, the form. Thank you. <laughs> I know, I don't worry. I'm not, I'm not here. I think you've just got to look at Joe Cool. He's just playing some amazing football now, and yeah. he's looking at a really solid team. Cold, I'm going with the Chiefs. You know, again, I think they've started, I've said in this podcast a few times. They're still obviously, a, a, they're winning games and stuff, but they're not just blowing teams out like they yeah. used to before. They're mm. just sort of certain, giving up some plays. So we'll track that as it goes. Right. NFC, we'll quickly run through the exact same sort of setup. Eagles, number one overall, no asterisks there. Two uh, 49ers, three Vikings, four of the Bucks, five Cowboys, six the Giants, seven the Seahawks. A bit more of a mad uh, conference, this one. So, Why? <laughs> so quickly, S2, best seven teams in? I would like to see the Lions in instead of the Seahawks, mainly because, and it's the opposite wave with the Dolphins, because, like, well, the Seahawks are the same as the Dolphins in terms of they started hot, then they dropped off for the reasons we discussed earlier. Um, the Lions, they were just fun to watch and they were a great team. But apart from that, yeah, I would say the rest of them deserve to be there, going by the, the way the conference was overall. Even the Bucks. Bye. Ryan, what yeah, you? this is really crappy. I'm just agreeing. Um, g- genuinely, it's exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sorry, I laughed. I laughed at this. Let me back in. <laughs> in the door, like He's all just shitting on the Chiefs. You know um, <laughs> yeah, no, Lions, I would like to see oh. them in. They've been great fun all year. Um, here he is. Here he is. I, I heard everything to so and I can't believe I was even here to stick up for my team. You know, um, yeah, <laughs> Lions are the team I'd like to see in. In terms of hot, colds, or the rest of it, uh, a dark horse first. I'm going to just bottle it. Dark horse, Tampa. It's Brady. I don't think it's a dark <laughs> Yeah, I, I, is it really a dark horse? Is it ever a dark horse if it's Tom Brady? Um, Anything can happen with Brady. Um, hot team, uh, Niners. Right, yeah, Niners see what they're just taking any challenges and leather on them. Um, Big McCulty. Cold, cold <laughs> um, probably the Seahawks. Just for inconsistency's sake. NFC is good because it's nutty. And you hear catch up since you missed the AFC. NFC, um, I 49ers, I, I called it earlier on the season. I basically said Eagles 49ers for the championship game for me. Um, so I'm not, I've not seen anything to change that. Um, I think CMC's only made the 49ers better and their defense is elite, so it's really, and then the Eagles. Eagles have been doing what they've done all season, pretty much. Um, Jalen Hurts has been destroying teams. Their defence is good as well. I really do think that's going to be a cracking game if it gets to that stage. Cold teams, I'm going to go Tampa. I'm going to go complete opposite for Brian. I don't want to see them anywhere near any championship games. I think they've been rotten to watch all year. Um, aye, they've been banged up. But aye, nah. I Play off Lenny. I'd He's done nothing all season, so yeah. I'm not That's... expecting any different. Ah, he's he's, he's not called regular season, Lenny. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 
I said, there's teams that I mentioned it with the Ravens before my, my computer died. I don't want to see the Ravens. I don't want to see any more Tampa Bay. I think they've been honking all season. And yeah. are mental, he's are mental to see the Chiefs of uh, Right, right. Please do. Hot and cold. Um, yeah, I'm going to say hot going into this. Obviously, the Eagles are liquid hot. Like, they're so good. Devonta Smith, another fantastic wide receiver. Like, that draft class. Fantastic, him, Waddle, and then obviously Chase uh, with us. Oh, you couldn't really miss like with any of those three guys. Can I think they've all turned out? Um, cold. I'm going to say Seahawks just because they yeah. they've went off the boil like the past little while. Now they've fallen off. Dark horse though. How do we feel about the G Men? No, I think they've got a chance against the Vikes. The Vikes are so hot. Can, I mean, that's the thing is like. I think the G-Men, the Vikes fans, smudge on that's not going to like it, but uh, I could see the G-Men doing in the Vikes. I mean, could you see the G-Men doing in the Niners? I, I think, well, I think if you take away the Eagles and the Niners and you look at the other four sort of remain or five remaining teams and you go, right, who there would you actually fancy? Yeah, probably. Cowboys yeah. of them. Yeah. But, nah, well, Cowboys. really, Cowboys? With yeah. Dak INT, has he changed his name to? Since mm-hmm. the, Aye, but when you've, get, when, when you've got a... Like I, I, I have no idea which coach said it. It might have been Belichick or whoever it was said that it. it's defense wins championships, and the the Cowboys defense is elite. I know, but their offense can't kind of score. Elite? You sure? They let up twenty six to. How is it? How about elite? They're good. They're good. Very good. Fine, I'll take back elite. They are a very good defense. The Niners' defense is elite. Niners is elite. Right. Aye, okay, so that if you take the Niners and the Eagles out, the best defense of what's left is clearly the Cowboys. 26 Aye, points and the rest the... against the Commanders. Oh, yeah. no. Commanders well, aren't right. as bad as people have been saying. Who are you comparing the Cowboys to? You compare them to the G-Men's defense, the Vikings' defense, the Bucks' defense, which is probably the one that's closest to it, or the Seahawks' defense. Well, you yeah. can put Seahawks, Vikes, G-Men's defense in the bin. Bucks is the only one that challenges exactly. them from a defensive perspective. Right. Exactly. Oh, I of those five. I just, I mean, I just want to see. Point. I just want to see Muddle happy. That's right. I just ah, want to see Muddle happy. I'm That's why I'm going to join the G Men this year. Right. But right. Stu, Stu's got a trade in the what's in fantasy. He's trying to get more of Muddle's good side. <laughs> He's got any picks left in Dynasty. There's no point in a trade with him. It's right, one of the players. Right, right, right. I'm wrapping this up. Right. I need to look here an hour ago. Right. This live stuff does not help me that at all. Eh. Uh, Right, let's just let, let's finish it there. Wrap it up. That's an hour and twenty. That's plenty. I've I've had enough of listening to you boys talk. <laughs> no, that was that was that was Craig. Good laugh as ever, guys. Right, quick, and I mean quick, Stu. Final what? thought. Oh, my final thought. Um, go Bengals. <laughs> Studs. The Chiefs will be in the championship game. Bottom line, <laughs> and the Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl. Roll on postseason. I, I can watch the Super Bowl this year again. Um, school holidays are falling at the right time, so I am buzzing for a bit of postseason. Then roll on coaching hires. Ah, Bra- Brian wants to win the postseason again. 
do do another drunken pod. What can go wrong? Post season. We don't win the post season. We win the pre season. Get it right. Uh, <laughs> we win right, the off season. I'm going to mute you in a minute if you don't shut up. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it was a pleasure, lad. Thoroughly enjoyed that. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, be sure to subscribe, rating, and a follow. Again, love to hear from everybody. So find us on social media. We're on Twitter at Gridiron Crew, Instagram at Grid underscore Iron underscore Crew, and we're on YouTube as well. So find us there. Uh, drop us any questions and get involved. Uh, and the crew will be back on uh, Thursday night. Uh, to preview the super wild card weekend we cannot wait i hope you all have a cracker and thanks very much <laughs> <laughs>